Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show once again, Ben Myers. This time, Ben is joining us uh, officially as he's starting a new company, Bullpen Research and Consulting. Ben's a president of this new company that he has started. Ben, welcome back to the show and congrats on the new company. Oh, thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so i uh, let you get into it right away in terms of, uh, you know, you've got a lot of experience in the industry. Always great to talk to you. So you've started your own, you've gone it on your own now and you started your own um, consulting company. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Why did you decide to uh, do this and, and what, um, you know, tell us a little bit about your company and what you do. Yeah. So, you know, I had been in, in talks with a, with, with a guy in Ottawa about uh, to collaborating on, on things and he was uh, expanding his business and he needed some help. And, uh, you know, I just decided that, that you know, he was so busy himself that, uh, you know, I could do a similar thing in, in Toronto and, uh, you know, just the, the opportunity to work with a number of different developers and just get back to the straight research. You know, I, it's funny, I always thought I wanted to be on the development side until I got into the development side and it was, you know, saw how stressful it was and all the things that could go wrong. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I said, you know what, I just want to get back to doing straight research and, uh, you know, get an office walking distance of my house, you know, have the flexibility to take time off, the flexibility to, to work, um, you know, while I'm on vacation or, or, or all kinds of uh, things that have the flexibility of, of being on your own and, and seeing where it will take me, right? So hopefully do uh, do some work for developers, for landowners, uh, for lenders, you know, determining values of, uh, of unit prices to the Determining values for land, uh, making recommendations for unit sizes, prices, suite mix, uh, build form, and also uh, I'll likely be connecting, you know, landowners with with planners, with um, uh, with equity financing or debt financing, um, connecting developers with uh, private equity. So I'll do a little bit of that on uh, on the development side. Hopefully, there's you know. Um, a little bit uh, better fees on on the, on that side of the, the fence as uh, the pure can pure um, you know consulting uh, uh, avenue. But anyways, I'm just gonna see where it takes me, and and uh, you know based on the first uh, week and a half, there's uh, a lot of a lot of interest in my services. That's great. Yeah, always exciting uh, starting your own company, and going out on your own, and like you said, you've been on this side of the fence before when you worked at Urban Nation. Uh, years ago before you were on the development side. So you've seen, you know, all sides of the industry. So obviously wish you much success in this new venture. Um, and before we jump into the conversation, let's uh, let you go ahead and plug your, how people want to get a hold of you. Um, how do they do that? What's the best way for people sure, to reach sure. you if they want to hire you? Yeah, the best way is just uh, to go to my website. It's bullpenconsulting.ca. Uh, ben at uh, Ben at bullpenconsulting.ca is my uh, my email. You can always uh, send me a message on LinkedIn. Send me a, a, a direct message on Twitter. I'm you know I'm I, I'm all about uh, uh, all about the multiple avenues. Everyone everyone likes to communicate in a different way and has their has their favorite uh, favorite way to do so, the preferred way to do so. So um, you know I'm, I'm certainly available to uh, to chat about uh, uh, whatever project or or site or opportunity that uh, that's out there. 
That's great. So let's jump let's jump into the market here today. I was looking at your Twitter feed just this morning. Urbanation just released uh, their rental stats for the fourth quarter, I believe. Um, and you were tweeting some some comments series and, and some thoughts on that. What is going on with the rental market? I mean, the, the rental market is absolutely on fire. What uh, what do you, what is your take on the market right now? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've been talking to a lot of developers about, you know, what's happening in the new condo market. Actually, you know, we, we've seen prices 30, 40 percent up in the new condo market. Obviously, you've seen that yourself. Uh, bringing investors to new condo launches, you know, stuff that sold for eight hundred dollars per square foot a year ago is now, you know, uh, in the market at eleven hundred dollars a square foot. So, you know, we've been talking about, you know, well, rents need to be in that five dollar per square foot range in 2021 when these, you know, 30, 35,000 new condominium units come to completion. So uh, it's, 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 it's um, you know, it's a high price per square foot uh, based off of where, you know, recently completed uh, new condo projects are in the market now getting in that, you know, around the four dollar per square foot range. So there's a little bit of concern, you know, talking to developers out there about, um, you know, the ability of rents to increase at that at that pace uh, over the next uh, next four to five years. But, you know, just looking at what's happening in the market now, uh, you know, 9% year over year rental growth, um, you know, just been, been uh, pretty shocking. And then I just pointed out, you know, the couple factors, obviously there's last year's um, mortgage rule changes uh, that forced a lot of people uh, that would have been just getting into the, uh, um, uh, the condo market to stay in the rental market. Um, you know, with the new, with the stress test, um, the old stress test or, or the one for, for just insured mortgages. So it forced people into the rental market. And then we added uh, rent control. So once you, you're in a, a rental unit and you have rent control, well, there's a little bit less incentive for you to, uh, uh, to want to jump into the ownership market. And now add on top of that a stress test for uninsured um uh, units. So now there's a lot of people that are currently owning uh, condominiums and that would like to move up to a you know a, a townhouse townhouse or a semi that can't do so. Uh, or maybe they're just in a 700 square foot condo and they want a thousand square foot condo and now they can't uh, they can't qualify for that unit. So it's going to cause this log jam at the bottom of the market. And then so people that um, maybe would have been able to qualify. Now they can't buy because prices are pushed up because of additional demand in the in the lower part or the lower um, you know uh, value tier of the marketplace. So it's really going to, I think, continue to drive uh, rents up. Um, I don't think there's going to be a huge uh, influx of, of of new supply in the marketplace in 2018. 2016 was when there was a the huge jump in in condo sales. So we had like 28,000 2016, and then you know going to end up somewhere around 35,000 in 2017. So there won't be the really huge influx of supply into the marketplace till you know till 2020, likely. So we we may uh, continue to see um, uh, this type of rental growth. Um, at least in the uh, in the immediate future, as as these new mortgage rule changes, the rent control um, uh, continue to impact uh, the short term um, uh, marketplace for for rental condominiums. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in some ways, it's, it's the same story that we've seen, uh, I've seen for years and years where, you know, the skeptics of the condo market, those who say, you know, it's going to crash. I mean, you, you know who I'm talking about. You deal with them every day. Um, one of their biggest arguments year after year is, you know, look at all these condos that are selling. There's no way that they're going to be cash flow positive. Um, all these investors are going to lose money because the rents are not going to cover the costs. But what inevitably happens is rental rates continue to grow. And by the time these units are done, not only are they cash flow positive, they are massively cash flow positive. Um, and this is a pattern we've seen over and over and over again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's happening again where the the rental the prices of the condos have gone up dramatically as you mentioned 20 30% in some cases in some sub markets over the past year but the rental rates are increasing also at historic highs and they've been increasing at historic highs now for well over a year so by the time these uh, you know if this trend continues which like you said there's no reason to think it won't at this point um, the uh, you know once again history is going to repeat itself and and the, the market just keeps chugging along. Yeah. You know, I'm, I continue to be, you know, as, as bullish as I generally have been, I continue to be surprised at how well the market's doing. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, you know, the mortgage rule changes do and, you know, uh, potential for three interest rate increases in, uh, in the market in 2018. But again, every forecast that's ever been out there in terms of interest rate hikes, has been correct, been, been incorrect. I think 2017 was the first time that economists said there was going to be no interest rate increases, and uh, and then we had you know the overnight rate hike. So it was, it was kind of funny that finally the economists had given up on um, increases in in rates because inflation was was staying so low. Uh, and then they turned out to be uh, to be wrong <laughs> again, <laughs> unfortunately for. Um, you know, the folks that are trying to plan around these things. So, again, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, you know, the immigration continues to be at record highs. Um, employment growth is, is very, very strong. People are, you know, they want to be in cities. They want to be where the action is. They want to be where the jobs are, where the, where the opportunities are. And, uh, and Toronto is, is, is that city. Now, yeah, as we're starting 2018, on that note, um, let's play maybe a little game like pros and cons, ups and downs. What are what are you seeing as the major upward pressures, upward for, forces that would be upward pressures on pricing in the market? And what are you seeing as things that are potentially downward pressures um, on prices in the market? So first of all, looking at the upside, like what are the key factors as we're looking at ahead to 2018? things that you say, these are, these are upward pressures on prices. Yeah. I mean, just straight demand. I mean, like I said, the Im immigration and strong job growth. So, you know, people living in their parents' basement and, and, uh, still, you know, taking on roommates and, you know, they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting raises and, and they're, they're get, getting good jobs and they're moving up and they're wanting to, to get into the ownership market. Um, and I think that's obviously what's been been driving the market for uh, for a long time. Negatives, obviously, there's um, you know the mortgage rule changes that'll that'll 
prevent people from leveraging themselves uh, a little bit higher. We've got a uh, you know foreign buyers tax, but we'll 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 take some buyers out of the marketplace. Um, you know, interest rates will deter people, and and what I've talked a little bit about is the uh, 2018 will be the year of uh, data misinterpretation. So essentially. You know, we, we, we saw the drop in the market. I've, I've mentioned it several times. We were like in a bubble in early 2018. There was no other way of, of, of getting around it. For the longest time, I said Toronto was not in a housing bubble. And I stressed it over and over again. And, and we saw that I was correct. And then, you know, early 2018 happened. And we saw prices essentially go up 25% in a matter of three or four months. Uh, well, that's a bubble. That's definitely a bubble. So, um, you know, prices went up on average to, what, 922000 in the greater Toronto area, so prices may end up being seven hundred and twenty-two thousand in in uh, in April of twenty eighteen. So that's going to look very bad when uh, um, when the uh, year-over-year comparisons are made, and and all the the housing bears are going to say, "Oh, look at this! The market's crashing," and you're going to see the articles appear in the United States. Toronto's finally feeling the pain, and then people will who are who are not paying attention to the marketplace or not close to it are going to read those headlines and and they're going to say, well, I'm not going to buy because look what's happening in the marketplace. So I think there's going to be some downward pressure on on uh, on people in that uh, sense. But again, you look at what's what's for sale early in, early in the year, there's not a lot for sale. So despite the fact that there might be some uncertainty in terms of uh, buying, there's uncertainty in terms of selling as well. So That'll uh, you know prevent um, you know really huge declines uh, just because there's just not a lot of product out there right now. One of the things you tweeted recently, you were you were at an event at Ryerson, a housing uh, related event at Ryerson, and I was looking at your your tweets about that. One of the things that jumped off the page for me was um, a stat that was quoted: three point five million people being added to the Golden Horseshoe by twenty thirty. 3.5 million. That's a massive number. I don't know if you you can uh, elaborate on that or who said that or what the context of that stat was, but that's the biggest number that I've seen in terms of population forecast. And obviously, if you're a real estate investor, you love seeing a number like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I, I wrote it down and then I said, that seems really high. Yeah. And it was, so it was the commissioner of planning for, for, for Mississauga, Ed Sajeki. Um, was there just talking about some of the uh, you know, changes to the OMB, uh, the, the uh, you know the, the the places to grow act, and, and, and changes to intensification targets, and all those fun things that are impacting the new housing market. And he had, had shown that stat, and and only when you tweeted back at me saying, "Well, that's two hundred and fifty thousand a year," I said, "Oh my goodness, really?" <laughs> I hadn't, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't run the math on it, so. Um, you know, that's unbelievable population growth. And, you know, obviously uh, a lot of that is immigration related. A lot of that is um, uh, is people living longer. Um, and and that's going to be just absolutely huge uh, in terms of uh, driving up the, the value of, of, uh, of resub because we know the market's not going to be able to deliver that, those, level, uh, those levels of homes to, to support that um, uh, that level of, of population growth. So, will will they end up hitting those projections? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I think it's it's it just shows that you know the Toronto region and and uh, and 
and the greater golden horseshoe is still in huge demand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, regardless of what the projection numbers are, it continues to be the story we've seen, you know, for years and years is, is population growth is really driving it. And as I stress time and time again, like we take it for granted, but this is like the growth that the GTA and the Golden Horseshoe is experiencing. It's not a normal amount of growth compared to other cities in North America. Like we are unique in that sense. It is, uh, you know, when we look at ourselves versus other cities and people say, oh, look at prices in Toronto are, are going up like crazy. It's, it's a bubble or it's unsustainable or this. Well, sure, we are different from other cities because we have population growth that is different from most other places, you know, in the Western world. Yeah, and, and the problem that that, that people all often have as well is that population growth and new housing growth or, or completions, they're they're dependent variables, right? So um, you, unless you have units for people to move in, they're less likely to to um, move there, right? If I got offered a job that paid five hundred thousand dollars in Manhattan, well, you know. I got I got to live in something that costs three thousand five hundred dollars per square foot. So it may not be, you know, as lucrative as 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 you might think. Um, and so I think a lot of people who are being offered jobs in in a Manhattan or a San Francisco, uh, even with very high incomes, are thinking twice about it. Right. So maybe they're going to come to Toronto. Maybe they're going to go to Austin. Maybe they're going to go to nashville or maybe they're going to go to denver or, or somewhere that has um you know, or seattle or someone that has somewhere has maybe slightly cheaper uh real estate but still the same opportunities and and certainly i've heard from a lot of people uh and, and read it in magazines and stuff that top international talent is saying the things that donald trump is saying and the protectionism and the you know just really just straight racism coming out of the United States and saying, you know, I don't, I don't want a part of that. Right. You know, I want to be in, I want to be in Canada. I want to be where they're more accepting of, 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 um, you know, diverse cultures and, and diverse people. And we're attracting some of that, uh, that top talent here. Um, and they can, you know, get a condominium for $600 a square foot. Right. So significantly different than uh, what they might get in other uh, major global cities. Yeah, it's a great point. It's it's certainly uh, you know the the world is increasingly becoming a global village, and, and people have options uh, of where they want to live and where they want to work. Anything else that you're looking at or interested in as we're heading into 2018? Anything else you're tracking in particular, or market trends that you're seeing as something to watch for? Well, maybe I may not be particularly interested to, to maybe some of the investors, but uh, um, next week I'm putting out a report called the uh, GTA um, uh, Land Insights Report. So essentially, I'm taking the land sales and uh, with my uh, my uh, my planning partner, but uh, from Vittori Management, we are projecting what those land sales will be in terms of the product type that's going to come onto the market. What is the application that's going to be on that? on that land and I'm taking um, that land transaction and, and uh, putting a value on it. So what I think that, that if it was a condominium project today, what it would sell for. Um, and then kind of, and so we can take those numbers and kind of project where the market's going to be in a year or a year and a half. So if you start doing that, you're looking at the GTA being on average a thousand dollars a square foot um, 
in a couple of years in terms of where all the new projects are going to be launching. And this is the GTA wide, not just Toronto. Obviously, we're seeing $1,100 per square foot projects launch in the Young Street Corridor and, and Yorkville and, and such, but a GTA average of $1,000 a square foot in, 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 two to, in, in you know, a year and a half, two years. So it's an interesting way of, of trying to forecast um, future values in the marketplace. So anyways, I'm gonna, um, it's probably going to take a, uh, a lot more than one quarter's worth of, uh, of data to start making you know, predictions for, uh, for pricing a year or two out. But uh, I think that's going to be an interesting time series that uh, I'm going to create and, and, uh, with, uh, with my partner there, and, uh, and we'll see where it goes. So anyways, it should, uh, should be an interesting 2018, that's for sure. That's great. Awesome. We'll be looking forward to checking out that report. Thank you, Ben, once again for your time on the on the show today and congrats on the start of your new company. Wish you all the best in 2018. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.